Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. Welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below average Star Wars. I am the Jordy Jedi Pete, and I'm joined by Jason Hondoling. Jason, how are you doing? Pretty good, Pete, and yourself? I'm good, I'm excited, I'm ready to talk Star Wars. Obviously, it's going to be quite a news, newsy type filled episode today. Um, and we'll just dive straight in, uh, Jason, so if you want to take it away with the, the first news topic of the episode. Yeah, sure. Well, um... Obviously, there's been quite a lot coming out over the last week, um, but one of the sort of stories that broke earlier in the week was um, about um, the late, great Peter Mayhew. Um, and it was a story about how um, a auction, Rydell Auctioneers in North Yorkshire had put up some items, um, including scripts and all sorts of um, memorabilia, that had been found in a home that had previously been owned by Peter and his wife, Angie. Um, now, obviously, there was a lot of interest in this sort of thing, as there always is with um, any sort of film memorabilia. Um, but then um, Angie um, took to Twitter, um, basically, to announce that the, the items that had been found and that were going up had been left in the building um, because Peter had been too, um, due to um, issues he'd had, had been too frail to be able to get up into the loft to get these items out. Um, so obviously she was appealing to the auctioneers to get the items returned rather than go up for sale. Um, so obviously this broke and because of the time differences and something, um, you know, details going between and the obvious Twitter exchanges uh, for a while it looked like um, you know the sale was going to go through but then the auctioneers managed to get in contact with Angie and it's been organized for the items to be returned and they're going to be going on display in um, the Chewy or the Peter Mayhew Foundation are taking the items back to display them in the museum for it so it's good news obviously that now these items are being kept and preserved and will be able to be shared by fans and everyone around um at the museum definitely i think for me you know this was a story i came across on twitter um and i came across it i think obviously the auctioneer or someone 
related to the auctioneers and BBC had sort of tweeted about how these awesome uh, items are going for auction. Um, and then asked came across it because someone in the Star Wars online community had sort of shared it with sort of a, you know, a raised eyebrow, shall we say, to say, you know, shouldn't this yeah. be turned type of thing. Um, and then I saw sort of developing, I saw sort of the, the Wookiee Rose um, took the handle, sort of got involved, asking to say, look, can we speak, you know, can we, can we get it back? Um, me personally, on my personal Twitter account, you know, I, I shared the initial auction post and said, look, morally, you know, do the right thing, give it back. I did the same with the official podcast account, you know, morally give it back. I think two things, you know, like Peter Rory's family have never sold these on and they're not asking for them back now, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like yeah. they, were, they were left almost out of necessity and by accident. Uh, you know, we, yeah. all know, we all know Peter has had, had problems before he passed away with his, with his mobility and his health, um, you know, deteriorating, you know, quite badly. Um, anybody who's seen him at conventions, you know, seen him, you know, with a stick or up in a wheelchair around, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, I remember last celebration I went to, um, I think they cut one of his signings short because, you know, it was just too much for him. Um, and then he has stories, you know, that the house had water damage and stuff as well from a worse pipe. So it was like, you know, like he couldn't go up and he probably didn't want to send his family up either because, you know, the, the, the floorboards up there were, you know, a bit questionable and, you know, your family's your family's worth more than anything else. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But no, so I think, you know, I'm glad they've done the right thing. I'm glad they've given back, like I said. You know, has the auction house done anything wrong? Not really. You know, they've, they've came across it, two of us bought the house and then give it to the auctioneers, that type of thing. But, you know, I'm glad once they've got the details and learned about the story, and then made a good decision, I think, and give it back. And, you know, I think, you know, again, Peter's family, you know, haven't haven't put them up for sale themselves or not trying to profiteer off it, you know. They're going to be put on display where Star Wars fans across the world can come and come and look at them and, and enjoy them and get get that enjoyment out of them. So, yes, I'm glad. I'm glad the auctioneers did the right thing. It's, the, you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, and I'm glad that sort of... So we've got a story of some nice human nature, and I know it seemed like it wouldn't be at the time, you know, as you right as you said, uh, Jason, about time differences, and sort of there was a, you know, period of time and passed with sort of no update. Um, yeah. But during that time, they were probably trying to make contact, trying to you know finalise the details, make sure the details are correct, that type of thing. Um, so like I said, I take my hats off to all parties involved to actually come into the, you know, the right nice human result at the end, which which is fantastic. Um, are you planning on going to visit the memorabilia, Jason? Um, not something that at the moment um I've planned on, but it would be something you know anything like this where you can get to actually see a bit of Star Wars history um is always going to be of interest, and I think um you know, and especially um Peter for me was quite a a character that I I admired because obviously he created this role that you know he he it was all about his physicality and he created this lovable character um whilst covered in all of this fur and makeup and that so no I I have to admit um if I got the chance I would love to um but it, it's one of those things that it's whether I ever would get the chance but I'd like to think I will one day Whereabouts is it? Do you know? I believe it's in Texas or somewhere. I, I know it's in America somewhere, the actual um, Chewy Museum. 
school. And I think, you know, what you've said there about, you know, about Peter Mayhew sort of bringing Chewbacca to life, you know, it wasn't just about having a big man in a suit. Um, if you just look at, A, how believable Chewie's been since 1977, but also, you know, obviously come the sequel trilogy, you know, Peter was, you know, very limited in his movement and health. Um, and, you know, Jonas has come into the role. He's a big guy, puts a suit on, but he's also, you know, he's he's worked with Peter, he's spoke with Peter, been intimate with Peter about, you know, the little intricacies that are all about being Chewbacca. And, you know, if you look at, like, what he does now as Chewbacca, you know, again, goes to show that it's not just putting a big man in a suit, it's about, you know, the emotion, the characterization, um, every little detail, you know, the subtle movements, the subtle sounds, um, that, that you have to do that role. And without it, sort of, you know, it's all stuff that Peter created. And without it, if Chewbacca's not believable, then the movie probably fails, you know, same as is if r 2 or C-3PO weren't believable. You know, again, the movie fails. The Stormtroopers don't come across as dangerous, you know, the movie fails. You know, Vader, he comes across as goofy, the movie fails. All those things are sort of out-of-this-world type stuff. Um, You know, if they didn't come across as believable and of the world, then it, it would have failed. So, you know, I think... Let's just have a bit of a Peter Mayhew love fest and tip the hats away to due to, you know, guy who cared so much about Star Wars fans, but also like cared so much about this character and about the universe that he was working in. And in a game without him, it, it wouldn't be wouldn't be what it is. Um, do you have a favorite piece of Chewbacca merchandise, Jason, that you would love to own one day? Um, it's quite funny you should say that because um, anyone that knows um, my daughter Jess will know that Chewie has been for a long time one of her favorite characters um in fact um before she even reached one i'd got her to build a bear chewy which she's still got now although it's very tattered um and she uh, much of her childhood she slept with chewbacca as a cuddly toy and um so merchandise wise one of the fun things i actually found for her was a Chewbacca onesie. Um, so for a long time, that was her choice of nightwear when she was staying with me. Um, so that uh, it's a bit of fun merchandise, really. Um, but obviously, you know, uh, again as well, what I love is the fact that, you know, this character is quite hard to play. And you go to the conventions and there's guys that are wearing replica costumes um, and it was another example of um, a brilliant incident with Jess. We went to um, the MCM Comic-Con up in Birmingham and there was two guys, is different. Um, they, one was a Chewy and I forget which other Wookiee, but there was these two huge Wookiees and Jess was very, very small at the time um, and she wanted to go over and have a hug with, Chew- with the Wookiees and we she ran over and it was their handlers that they had with them almost had a heart attack because this wookie bent down um and just looked at jess gave her a big hug and then he picked her up so she was lifted up into the air by this wookie and i've got a brilliant photograph of um her suspended in the air hugging this wookie and another Wookiee coming in and giving her a cuddle at the same time. And she just disappears in amongst the fur. Um, so I, I think that's that, to me, captured the magic of what Peter had already created. 100%. It certainly sounds magical. Um, 
know the moments that you and your kids will never forget as well, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, Jason, take us into our second topic. Right, the second topic is something that, as you know, I absolutely love, and that's Star Wars Lego. Um, and, you know, just recently there's been the reveal that we've got two new helmets coming out um, in the rather popular um, range that Lego now do. So we've now got um, Rex and Cody um, helmets, which I'm going to have to purchase because they look amazing. Um, but at the same time, there's something that I want to sort of talk about that I tend to drop in and out of. But there's a Lego um, magazine or Lego Star Wars magazine that if you like collecting minifigures or the little mini builds, these magazines, are, they range from about £3.50 to £4.50, I think. is So they're not expensive, but each month they come with a free minifigure or mini build and this month everything has just gone by storm because the character this week is oh this month is Bo-Katan um and it's a minifigure that I'd already got because I've um got the Mandal- Mandalorian Starfighter so you get Bo-Katan with that and it's the same minifigure from that set um, the only thing that you don't get that you get with the set is the hairpiece, but you do get obviously the Bo-Katan figure and a helmet. Um, and I just wanted to make people. There are a lot of people buying these, collecting them because they think you know, and they're trying to sell the minifigure for stupid prices. So I just want to let you know that if you get the chance and you want to. Bo-Katan minifigure just pop into your local news agents and pick up the magazine and if you've got kids they've got some fun comics some competitions in there and it's just a way um it does bug me that people now are trying to sell the minifigures at stupid prices um and I quite often see on the internet these things are difficult to get hold of you know the magazine sold out well, I've been into lots of local news agents. The magazine's been there all the way through the month. Easy to get hold of. So don't get caught in the trap. And if you really want to get a Bo-Katan figure, head and, you know, it's a nice way of getting that figure. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that goes on quite a lot. And I sort of get wary of um, internet buzz about a minifigure when you know it's something that's quite easily accessible just you need to purchase it when you want to yeah it's one of those things you know i, you know, I trade ebay quite a lot just i don't just search star wars and put it in order of things all and soonest and just you know auctions ordens ending soonest and then you know choosing from there having a look and then the amount of lego yeah. stuff coming across on there where it's like minifigures not included because somebody's bought the set for the minifigures perhaps maybe um, it's yeah. quite crazy, but yeah, I mean, to get the Bogatan as the as the free item in the magazine is quite cool. I think you know a lot of kids will be loving that. You know, getting a really awesome minifigure. Um, so when you say that on eBay, like how much are these Bogatans going for currently, or not going for, not on sale for? I I saw one the other day. Someone was trying to sell it with the hairpiece for like twenty five quid for the minifigure. Um. Uh, so obviously they've bought that from the set to get the hairpiece um which uh, it just 
I have to admit, you know, um, for example, Sabine Wren character, obviously her, um, she's very easily purchased with the hairpiece, but to get her helmet, there was only ever one set um, that you could purchase. And I actually, I looked at purchasing the minifigure and I saw how ridiculous the prices were. I went on Bricklink and bought the entire set just so that I got the the Sabine Wren. So I've now got the complete set of Rebels. Um, but yeah, some of the prices, they're just literally, they are literally trying to sell a minifigure for the same price as a set. Um, but the problem is if people are willing to pay it, they will always try and get that sort of money. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's just one of those things with Lego with it being so collectible. Um, but I have to admit, um, you know, I've been and bought, I already had the Bo-Katan figure with the hairpiece, but I've now gone and bought myself an extra figure. So if I want to, I can display it with Bo-Katan with helmet, Bo-Katan with hairpiece side by side. So I've, uh, I've got quite a nice little display if I want to there. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite, uh, I, you know, I don't really buy, I've never bought the Lego magazine ever, but now you've said this, I just feel a bit itchy. I might go get myself one just to get a little, little Boca Town collectible. Sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is a very nice figure as well. And the way they've done the helmet um, with the night owl effect on it, um, it is a really nice one. So it's a nice one to have a collection. As I say, for four pound fifty for a magazine, it's worth getting. Definitely. Big question for you, Jason. Um, what what's the one minifigure since the beginning of Star Wars Lego, which was nineteen ninety nine, I believe, um, that you don't own but you would kill for? Mm, that's a difficult one. I have to admit, I keep looking at um oh, actually, no, easy answer. It's the Ahsoka Tano, but the rare, the very rare figure. I can't. I'm trying to remember which set it comes with now, but that one goes for silly prices. I've actually got every single Ahsoka Tano figure except for that one. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's the the older. Um, Rebels, that's it, it's the Rebels Ahsoka as opposed to the Clone Wars and the um, Mandalorian or not, no, Clone Wars Ahsoka which also includes the most recent one that they bought out um, but yeah, no, it's it's the very rare one that um, I think the last time I looked at it it was going for something stupid like £160 or something like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Lego. Lego discontinued the sets on quite regularly, which is a cool thing. I think it means once you've bought it, when it was out, you know, it sort of makes it desirable and collectible. But it also means that yeah. we figure that hasn't been reproduced. It's now, yeah. you know, you can't, you can no longer get it. So it's essentially, if you want it, you have to pay the price of someone who's selling it, um, which is sort of cool if you've got it, I suppose. If you're hunting it, it can be problematic, but, you know, it's all about the hunt, isn't it? But I think... um I just love how basically if I needed you, if I needed to hire you as a bounty hunter, I wouldn't pay in calamari flan or imperial credits, but I could just offer you this Ahsoka minifigure and you would kill anyone I said. Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic. <laughs> I might go and buy it for £160 just so I can uh, 
how you, how you join the guild. Um, it's weird because I've got like I've got quite a lot of Lego sets. When I say quite a lot, I don't mean like loads, but probably about now twenty or thirty Star Wars Lego sets. Which you know, there's been hundreds, hasn't there? But yeah, you, at the minute I'm not moving to my new house, but I'll be interested to see once I look at them all, like whether I've got any rare ones or not. Because I might have, I might not, but I might, I might have. Um, so. Who knows? I have to admit, one of my favourite ones that I have got, and I'm, I'm at the time I played, I paid full price for the kit when it first came out, and that's the Grand Admiral form um, figure. Um, I wish I'd actually bought two of the kits just as an investment. Is that the Phantom but... Two? Yeah, I've yeah. Got that kit. I... I've got it. I've got it. It's in my storage. Oh, I love it. Well, as you know. Rebels and myself, I because I've got the ghost, um, and I've got both phantoms. I've also got Rex's ATCT, um, which is another one of my favorite kits. So I, I'm glad that I've got all of those as well. And having the entire crew of the ghost was all I really wanted to do. So once I got the Sabine, then I had the whole kit. That's pretty awesome. So I do have that set, but I've not built it. Um, so maybe that's when I finally get moving. I may may build it and see how awesome it looks. Um, moving on to our next news topic, Jason, take it away. Yes. Uh, bear with me. I've lost my notes now. Well, luckily... yeah. So obviously, <laughs> this week we've had quite a few announcements as well about guests for celebration. Um, so obviously we've. Um, Rosario Dawson which to me was a bit of a no I had a feeling she was going to be there um, because I'm pretty sure we're probably going to get some reveals about the um, the Ahsoka series as it gets closer um, and obviously you know you've got the likes of Dee Bradley Baker um, Vivian Lyra, Lyra Blair which I think she's going to be a really popular um, one for people to go and see because everyone fell in love with her portrayal of Leah Organa, and then obviously we've got all the um, we've got quite a few. So you've got Caroline Blakiston, Silas Carson, Michael Carter, Sean Crawford. Sean Crawford, I would say, is very popular at the moment because he's actually one of the. Uh, I think he's the only one that's a free autograph. Um, so. There, there's quite a few people going for that one because it's free. Obviously, you've got Hayden Christensen was announced, Gwendolyn Christie, Aidan Cook, Anthony Daniels, Tim Dry, obviously Ashley Eckstein, which I, I haven't bit yet. I'm, I, I'm sort of trying to be very good, but she's the one person that I really would like to meet when I get to Celebration. Um, then you've got Mike Edmonds, Giancarlo Esposito, Matt Lanter, who's going to be a popular one, Dennis Lawson, Mads Mickelson. Um, I could go on and on and on and on and on. And obviously Katie Sackhoff, which is another one I, I really love to go and see. And obviously Billy D. Williams, which I'm, I was really pleased to see that he's going to be attending. Um, so there's there's so many there to choose from, um, but obviously there's been a lot about the pricing um, of this, um, and 
um, we discussed it earlier with Jedi News, and you know, I think we've been uh, there's been issues because of obviously traveling costs and covering costs and everything. So it's quite an expensive experience if you want to get an autograph or photo. So it'd be interesting to see who who does go and who doesn't go. So yeah, um, so yeah, there's really, really lots of exciting stuff to look forward to um, with Celebration up and coming. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing plenty of people there, hopefully lots and lots of different actors. Also, obviously, um, along with Celebration over the last few weeks, um, we've been getting involved with different things through my my dealings with Jedi News and everything. Um, I'm what I'm looking forward to as well is appearing alongside different people. Um, going to um the five oh first return of the bash, which is on the Friday night and has sold out amazingly. Um, I was pleased to get a ticket and we'll be there with the Jedi News team and Pete. So that'll be cool. And then, obviously, on the Saturday, um, there's the um, sail barge um, set up by the Mando Mercs, the Rebel Legion, um, I think it was Dark Galaxy as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to stepping on the cruise ship and going down the Thames, meeting different people from all the different costuming groups. But there's so many events going on around Celebration that you know whether you're going to see the panels going to see the the different people um there's a lot to be seen i think definitely are you looking forward to getting any autographs at celebration jason i i at the moment i'm not gonna bite um for one thing i think i'm gonna be quite busy doing different stuff um, so I, I'm really just going for the experience, the chance to meet up with lots and lots of other different fans. Um, obviously yourself, um, it'll be good, great to meet you and have a beer with you for the first time. And a few um, rums. And a few rums. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, um, it, I, I think that's going to be one of the really cool experiences that, um, I know you and myself are looking forward to. Um, because obviously we're in with the Jedi News team, so we've all we finally managed to find somewhere that can hold all of us. Um, so I think it's going to be quite a good experience for all of us sort of working together. Um, and obviously, you know, just getting out there and meeting people. Um, I know we're doing. I know Jedi News. I've got some lovely new polo shirts and out. Um, gear to put on for celebration 
only know Kat and Ian and yourself we're getting some Star Wars stuff so whether I'm wandering around wearing Star Wars or wandering around Jedi News I'll be pretty recognisable for most people I think definitely I think one of the things I noticed obviously with the guest announcements you know, they've announced a lot of guests obviously a lot of Return of the Jedi guests for the Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary panel obviously you know you mentioned Rosario Dawson I think there will be some sort of a Soka panel whether it's a, a full Ahsoka panel or whether it's more just a future of Star Wars panel that I'll be part of because that show should be finished filming by then I think um, yeah I think some of the prices of some of the autographs and and photographs seems quite expensive compared to other cons um, now I don't really do it much so it doesn't really affect me too much but you know I think with me at the minute I've seen some of the prices and I was a bit like you know A we're in a cost of living crisis in the UK B me personally you know just renovating a house so money is tight like there's just no way I can even contemplate getting a picture or autograph from someone when it's going to be yeah, over 400 pounds even for like you know lower profile I'd, people are quite expensive as well yeah no I, I completely agree with that um and it's as i say it's something we we've sort of discussed and um jedi news have sort of reached out and the reply that's come back from the organizers is that a lot of it is to do with travel costs um costs of accommodation because as you and i know trying to find accommodation in london for that weekend has been absolutely crazy um and it's been it's been an issue and i think logistically it's causing issues for a lot of people um but it's one of those things i think um there's the thing is there's a demand for these things so people do tend to charge as well to go with the demand um but like yourself i i can't justify the sort of costs for um the autographs um but i'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that do and in the long run it's that sort of finance that keeps these sort of events going on um because let's face it something like celebration isn't cheap to put on indeed but you know the tickets also aren't cheap, which we've already paid for. No. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> which sold out on record numbers, you know. I think, you know, yeah, accommodation's a problem, but like, you know, I've got a problem at the minute because I've seen Newcastle, Newcastle United are in the, the League Cup final, so, so I've managed to get myself a Wembley ticket, uh, quite reasonably priced as well, um, like officially, you know, so I haven't bought it with anyone, but, um, you know, we'll try and find the accommodation for that. It is expensive, but it's expensive everywhere you go, isn't it? Like, like you know, yeah. like, the convention that's in Orlando that like the week before where everyone's prices are a lot cheaper. Hotels in Orlando cost money as well. Like, do you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those ones where I'm thinking, you know, is it have we just put put a Star Wars celebration tax on this a little bit? Um, maybe. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Like, so I don't really connect much, so I'll probably love to hear what people actually autograph hunt and get the autographs, what they have to say about it and how it affects them. Um would probably be the, the best way to find out. Is it a problem, is it not? Like I said, I, I don't really dabble in it much. I've, I've only ever got Paul Blake's autograph um, on a figure. <laughs> um, and it, you know that was fantastic. I'd, I only only got only got it done like last last year. Um, with, uh, the Star Wars Fan Fun Day in Blackburn, which was a lovely yeah. event. Um, and like I said that was that was awesome, you know. But you know, it, it was also Paul. Under, Paul's a brilliant guy. <laughs> he, was, he, like, he took the time out of conversation, signed me figure for us, had a bit of a chat. Um, 
and I can't remember how much it was now, but I'm sure it was like 25 quid or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, not, not too bad. But like I said, I don't really, I just did it for the sake of doing it because I was there. I said I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't necessarily be hunting it. Um, not saying I never will get into that because I might. But um, but yeah, so it would be great to hear from someone who actually does get the autographs to see whether, you know, it's 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 it's, it's worth it or not. You know. Um, yeah, what, I, what I have that, to admit, I'm... what do you think? Is it more just because of celebration, and is yeah, it, is it better to wait until you go to the next Comic Con and get them there? Um. Because it's the same person who the same autograph in a day. Um, but I don't know. If I was to tell you that you could get three people's autographs at Star Wars Celebration, I'm going to pay for them. Jason, all right? Which three people who've been announced do you want autographs from? Well, the first one, as I say, is easy. Ashley Eckstein. Um, second one would be Katie Sackhoff. Um, and I think the third one would probably be Rosario Dawson. Ooh, nice. I will run Billy D. Williams, I think. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that is another one. Um yeah. But um speaking I wouldn't of be happy with three. Speaking of autographs and really cool ideas, um Jedi Brian, Brian Balance from the Doty Diva show. So he has a he has a Star Wars poster. I think it's like an A three poster. Just like yeah. a Star Wars Wars poster, but he, he gets that signed by sort of people who are in Star Wars. So I haven't checked in with him actually to see who he's got in there recently, but um that's a, that's a pretty awesome click as I because once it's full, you know, you get that frame and put on display, like that'll really pop the room that be awesome. Yeah, that that's another thing I'm looking forward to, um, celebration is I'm hoping to meet up with um Jedi Brian and Savannah, the Dorky Diva, because those guys big inspiration for me. So it'd be nice to be able to shake them by the hand and say thank you for um, well, for one thing, they brought us two together <laughs> for enjoying these podcasts. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I imagine the Doty Diva show will have a Doty Diva meetup to do every celebration. So, um, yeah, we'll if that'll be announced, I suppose. I'm sure they will, um, which will be fantastic. Taking us into our next news topic, Jason, shoot. Yes, the next one, um, quite an exciting one for me because, as everyone knows, I love my animation. And obviously, they've um, brought out, they've announced details for Vision Season 2, which is um, appearing on May the 4th, which is a great day for that to turn up. And I'm frantically trying to find the other thing that it's a good time, May the 4th, for animated stories, because there's also the Young Jedi Adventures that's going to be premiering on Disney Plus and Disney Junior on May the 4th, which is another animated series aimed more at um, the younger generation. Um, and that looks like a lot of fun as well. But with Visions, what struck me was um, there's been some brilliant memes going around because they've announced the different studios that are going to be actually producing the... Um, animated features and one of them is the UK's very own Ardman Animation who are obviously famous for the Wallace and Gromit films um, so there's been some really really funny memes of um, Chewbacca and Han Solo as Wallace and Gromit which just really did make me laugh when I saw them um, but it's one of those things where I've lost my notes on 
who's doing what episode, so I'm frantically trying to find it. But have you um, seen much about the Survivors stuff, Pete? So here's where I've got to, like... So I haven't finished Vision Season 1. I've done, like, half of no. it, but, like, I've never finished it. And I probably need to yeah. go back and do that. Um, not because I didn't enjoy it or anything, but I was remember being really busy at the time, and I was catching, like, one or two at a time. Um, so I think it's yeah. done about... I mean, how, how many was in the first one? I think I've watched about six. I think it was... I think it's ten in each of the seasons that they've done so far. So I've um, So, yeah. Um, I have to admit, Summer Visions is one of those things that it's um quite a strange one. That there are some that I enjoyed. There's some that I can go without, and there's some that I thought were absolutely amazing. Um, ah, here we go. I found my notes. So yeah, so season two, the the animation studios we've got uh i think and i'm hoping i'm gonna pronounce all these right you've got el Giri, which is a spanish animation company and they're um producing the short sith we've got screechers reach by cartoon saloon which i'm just looking where's cartoon saloon from they're from ireland so another one locally we've then got in the Stars by Punk Robot and Punk Robot are from Chile, so they're really going all over the world for this. Then we've got I Am Your Mother, which is being produced by Ardman Animation. Um, so that would be quite an interesting one. You've got Journey to the Dark Head by Studio Mir, I think it is. And that's um, South Korean. And then you've got the Spy Dancer, which is Studio Lacachette, which is a French um, studio. So we're going pretty much all the way around the world. Then 88 Pictures from India are doing The Bandits of Golak, which sounds quite interesting. And then we've got The Pit, which is being produced by, and this is one that I'm, it's a Japanese studio that is, I I can't even pronounce it, but they're working alongside Lucasfilm with their short, Um, so that looks pretty cool. And then there's Triggerfish, which is uh, an African, I think it says South African, is it, Um, studio? Yeah, South African studio, and they're producing the Owl, I think it's Owl Song, so that sounds quite interesting. So just by the titles, they, they all sound very different, and I'm guessing I Am Your Mother is going to be a bit of a take on the story with Darth Vader and Luke, um, and then Sif. Um, that'll be interesting to see whether we get a different take on how that works, um, you know, the CIFAR. But there's the going by the titles, it looks like there's quite a lot to come um, with those all arriving on May the 4th. Do you think we'll see Darth Vader with the wrong trousers? Oh, that would just be so funny. <laughs> oh, because he's got sheep as a tauntaun. 
Yeah. <laughs> as I say, it was um, when I saw Wallace and Gromit with um, Gromit as Chewbacca, I just, yeah, that did tickle um, quite a lot. But yeah, so May the 4th, because um, last year I felt there wasn't a huge amount of stuff happened on May the 4th, but obviously this year, um, they've you know we've got visions again and also this new series for kids um, which does it's, it looks like it's a mix of educational as well as um, obviously Star Wars storytelling so it'd be quite interesting to see how that works yeah definitely I mean, um, just to finish up on on visions obviously you know like I said I didn't watch it all just because I didn't get around to it um, but I'm glad to hear that you know the back of season two I'm glad they they're using different studios from the first season and that they're using studios from all over the world. Um, that's fantastic. You know, let's get different people's perspectives in here. Let's allow, you know, animated studios from different countries to be involved, which is really cool. That's going to help make each individual episode its own sort of unique identity, which is great. Um, so, you know, guards could not make the fourth. Um, sets me a challenge to sort of go back, redo Vision Seasons 1, I suppose, and then be ready for Vision Season 2. Um, so I've got a few months to get ready for that. And yeah, um, obviously you just brought up. I think is it Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures? Yeah, yeah. It's um. I seen it, it on social oh, media, sort of yesterday, day before. Must has a trailer dropped? I've, I've I've not seen the trailer. I've seen sort of sort of social media. I don't. Think it's it's not so much a trailer. It's just images and details about what the series is going to be about. Obviously, um, it's based in the High Republic era. Um, and it's basically Yoda um, with some young Jedi um, younglings. Um, I think what's the, I've got the names here. It looks like Kai, Liz, Lies, Nubs, and Nash. And obviously, we've got a droid which is RJ83. Um, so it just looks like it's obviously a more kiddie orientated um the animation style looking at it is very much like um i don't know if you've ever seen the kids uh disney series dot mcstuffins and um you know the the more junior um stuff but i know alongside the animation they're also going to be releasing some young books for um encouraging star wars reading for youngsters and obviously Jedi training, so it, I, by the looks of it, it's a more junior series that they're releasing to to hit the younger audiences. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Is that I've heard there's some really cute character being released too. It's going to be awesome as a teddy bear. Yes, yes. Um, for one thing, I know um our colleague Cat is very very excited. Um, and I have to admit, I'm looking at the image of the character. I'm just trying to work out what the name of that character is again. Hang on, I need to. There we go. I think it must be. That's Nubs. Um, and yeah, it's almost like a Jedi. I suppose almost like a Jedi Sully from um, Monsters Inc. So it. It does look like, yeah, I can imagine it's going to be quite a fun, cuddly toy for many children. I'm going to put a gun to your head now, Jason, okay? Well, it's May the 4th, but you've only got one choice. You can either watch Star Wars Vision Season 2, or you can watch this Young Jedi Adventures. Which one are you watching? 
Sorry, it's going to be visions. <laughs> no worries. Sorry to be the uh, the evil dictator there, but I love having love having fun with you. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm used to it now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool. Obviously, you know, visions. You know, it's a you know season one. I said the, the six I watched, I enjoyed. You know, the reason why I didn't binge yeah. all is because each one was different, so it, it didn't flow into the next episode. If that makes sense. Um, so you know, glad visions is coming back. This young Jedi adventures. You know, I think High Republic's been huge. For the publishing side of Lucasfilm and Disney, uh, and the show, you know, like I said, I've seen a couple of pictures of you talking about online. Looks, you know, very sort of um, cute. Um, you know, you said it could be educational. Again, like, why not? You know, we've got, you know, Disney Plus needs content, so you know, we're going to give you your serious stuff, your Mandalorian season three, your Ahsoka, um, you know, your Book of Boba Fett, your Kenobi series, and then we're also going to give you, you know, we're going to go around the world and get these world class animation studios to do one-offs you know and then we're going to come and make this sort of young people show an education people show i think you know it's it's great to see them really sort of going beyond just sort of making serious content that's sort of star wars canon if that makes sense um which is really cool um one thing i want to speak about was obviously jedi survivor which is the following the follow-up game the sequel to star wars jedi fallen order um I think me and Ian reviewed the trailer, which was awesome, uh, a couple, couple episodes ago. Um, since then, you know, it's been an announcement that's been put back. I just want to read through that announcement and then also talk about some gameplay that's been released. So, sort of EA um, and Respawn sort of released this following statement. For the last three years, the Jedi team here at Respawn has poured its collective heart and soul into Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And we are proud to say the next chapter in the tale of Carl Kestis is is content complete. We are now focused entirely on the final stage, bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. Jedi Survivor is a direct response to the feedback from our community, delivering expansive destinations to explore, evolve combat, um, and traversal, and of course, the continuation of Cal and BD's story. Making this, making this game has truly made us a better team. And we have pushed ourselves at every level to make this a Star Wars sequel our fans expect from Respawn Loops on Games. In order for the team to hit Respawn Quality Bar, provide the team the time they need, and achieve the level to polish our fans deserve, we have decided six crucial weeks. Added six crucial weeks to our release schedule. Star Wars Jedi Survivor will now launch globally on April 28th. Thanks to AA and Respawn for giving us time to deliver the best experience for our players. And to all of you for your understanding. May the force be with you. Stig and the Star Wars Jedi team. So it's funny because this this dropped a couple of weeks ago. You know that they put it back. I think for me personally, you know, I enjoy playing video games. I think the studio often delays stuff is Rockstar Games, and you know because they won't put a Grand Theft Auto out or they won't put a Red Dead Redemption out if it's not right. Um, so yes, you know you have to wait for it when it comes out. It means you're getting a great experience when it comes out. And those games are you know some of the best games in the world. I think if you look at what happened with that um, Cyberpunk game came out wasn't ready and you know it's pretty much killed itself on its launch because of it um so i'm glad that you know you know the team have asked just give us six more weeks just to forage these last few things up and i'm glad that people are listening and saying you know what is yes because we want when people buy the game and take it home or when they download it on launch day and play it for the first time we want that experience to be fantastic which is awesome um it's funny because obviously you know, they made a point there at the beginning of the state states, you know, it's content complete. Um, it's funny, like, just the other day, I think it was IGN games were a bit like, yes, the game's been put back, but our coverage hasn't. And they've released, like, a nine-minute gameplay trailer. 
Um, which I don't know right. if you watched that, Jason, but it looks fantastic. Obviously, he, me and fellow host Ian will probably do a deep dive into that because we really enjoyed the game and played it the first time around. Uh, if if, yeah. if, if the, the nine-minute playthrough. Um, have you watched a nine-minute playthrough? I haven't. I I haven't had chance to have a look at that, and I keep thinking I really must have a look. So um, it as... looks looks really cool, and it is actually gameplay that you're seeing. Like, it's not cutscenes; it's actual gameplay, so it's really cool. But it looks like um, we're on a new planet, which I can't remember the name of, but it looks like Cal Crash lands there. But this planet has like um, there's like Trade Federation droids there that are in operation. Right, yeah, I don't think they work for the Trade Federation. I don't know who they work with, but I think someone's someone's obviously got leftovers from the Clone Wars and has activated them and using them similar to that episode of Bad Batch that was seen recently. Um, right. So, yeah, so we're going to get a slice of not just Imperial Stormtroopers and Bounty Hunters and whoever else comes, but we're also going to get a slice up. Um, there was you know, the B1s, there was the B2s, and there was those Commander droids as well. Oh, that looks pretty cool then. <laughs> I recommend checking it out because it's, it's, it's going to be really cool, I think. Um, like I said, me and hopefully Ian will do it. Bigger deep dive into the nine minutes and stuff we'll see, but uh, but yeah, man, exciting, exciting times. I'm glad that I see, glad the studio got the time, you know, give us the game, that's fantastic, can't wait. Um, and like I said, what I saw on that gameplay was just wonderful, you know, new, new type of enemy to kill, which is going to be great. <laughs> and that, that is the thing that, um, you know, a lot of the times these big gaming companies they've got all these deadlines and just to move it a few weeks just to get it to the state that they're happy with can be important. I think so. I think with Star Wars games, you know, I think we haven't had many games since since the you know the merger with Disney, since Disney bought Lucasfilm. We haven't had many games, you know, and I remember the first Battlefront coming out in the new year and it didn't have a story mode and things like that. And that's one thing Star Wars fans really wanted. Obviously, you know, Jedi Fallen Order came out the blue. You know, and then you know did really well, and I'm glad that you know it's actually we'll continue this story. But you know what it is, we're gonna we're still gonna make it a fantastic experience because we want people who play these games to be like, you know what it is, yeah, like I'm coming back for the next Star Wars game because not only did I dive into an awesome, fantastic story, but like the game worked properly. I had no problems with it. I had a great experience, which is fantastic. But that's the only real topic I wanted to add to your topics. Uh, Jason's at the end of the news. Yeah, I think that's um, pretty much all I'd had to come up with. Um, obviously, lots and lots of stuff going on. Um, and, you know, as we get closer to celebration, um, obviously also uh, I had a reminder come up that we've only got 18 days to go until we get um, the new season of Mando. Um, so that's something to look forward to, um, which I can't wait. And obviously with Bad Batch, um, just going from strength to strength, this week's um, double episode was just absolutely crazy and amazing. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know where to start with that one. Obviously, um, we, I, I've reviewed it today and it's just amazing. What's your hopes for the second the second half of the season for Bad Batch? To tell the truth, I, I've got so much that I, I'm hoping is going to happen. I, I'm just enjoying the ride at the moment. Um, there's been so much going on in 
that season. Um, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but the end of the last episode was a real, real twister. Um, so I'm just really pleased with the way they've gone about it. Um, so yeah, it's um, there's so much. Obviously, I'm hoping we're going to get a bit more crosshair. Maybe um, I, I want to see um, more of. I think we're going to see more of um, the Imperials coming after the Bad Batch. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I'm just sort of really enjoying the ride. And if anyone hasn't picked up on it yet, I get in there and have a have a real go at the latest season because it is it's gone back to the clone wars um and it's just absolutely amazing in my eyes yeah i think one of the things i found i have a date with it i don't watch it on release i watch it a couple of days later just because of how busy i am but um i've enjoyed the season i've enjoyed how it's took us away from the bad batch a few times and told stories in the galaxy about the, the wider things the things the imperials are doing the things that like how the imperial government's operating and how it's going to launch from this sort of from the Galactic Senate and the Imperial Senate to where we are in New Hope, sort of dive, dive into that. But I just think you know we haven't really seen much in interaction between the Bad Batch, you know, and Crosshair and Bad Batch and the Empire, except for when they went to Solano and stole the treasure. So you know, I think there's a lot to come in the second half of the season, a lot because I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of a lot of the Bad Batch versus Crosshair. And, and you know that that type of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as I said, there's so much to come. I think. Um, so yeah, I just really am looking forward to seeing what what they've got up their sleeves. Um, but yeah, the latest episode was a real humdinger as far as I was concerned, and there was quite a, quite a bit went on in those. Just put you on the spot. Obviously, you know, as we've just said, you know, we think there's a lot of to come in season, the second half of the season. Let's just say there's not enough time to fit it all in. Do you think we're going to get a season three? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even suspecting that it's going to finish yet. I just, I, I think there's so much more to come with that season. Um, You know, I think there's a bigger... I'm pretty sure that when this series was started, there was a grand plan. Um, so I'm pretty certain that um, we've got plenty more to come. Um, and I'm I'm just looking forward to it, really. Me too. I cannot wait. Um, that brings in the episode, I think, pretty much, Jason. Where can the people find you on social media? Yeah, it's at Hondo Ling. Look at that. I've actually remembered it for a change. Um, hey. and yeah, just reach out if you get the chance. Um, I'm obviously um, getting myself ready for um, the craziness that is um, Celebration. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Boar's Star. You can also find the podcast on um, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Star Boar's Podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pete. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please leave us a top review. Um, it just helps other people find the show and also helps some booking guests. And if you're listening on a different type of podcast supplier that has a rating system, again, just please leave us a top review. only takes you a few seconds, but it makes me and Jason uh, smile for weeks on end when we read them. So thank you very much for that. 
Um, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully see all you guys at Star Wars Celebration who go there. Keep an eye out for it. Might have some stickers to hand out. And remember, always tell that to Kanja Club. Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of the Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shout! We've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class. My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hover cart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Kamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Paktu to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. That's not good. Is that blaster fire I hear? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon. <laughs>